Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another week. Well, I'm back. R2C2. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. We missed you the last couple weeks. Little C's baseball tour go all right. How was the uh, the latest All-American game, man? I man, feel like was, he's he's been an All-Star you know, 45 times this, no, this year. It's, it's been crazy. No, it was good. We were out in Kansas City, so uh, the fact that he got a chance to go tour the museum, um, you know, and do all of that stuff was pretty cool. So uh, it was a good weekend, and now we're done. That was it. Like, <laughs> are you good? I feel done. like you're gonna take like a seven day nap at some man, point. Here, man, bro, I, I I need it. Like, I just need to get away from baseball from a look for a little bit. But now nah, it's, it's been a good summer for him. I know, like, you know, he's done all these incredible things, and you know, now it's time for him to get ready to start picking a school and all these different things. So it's just it's a good. He's in a good spot. So it was a good summer. You know, another uh, R2C2 recording, another day where I'm wearing a shirt with your face on it. I just, <laughs> just want to hold, for the audience just listening, um, nice. yeah, I'm holding up a, a, a picture yeah, of the Yeah, we got to get Root to Fight to do some more stuff. We got to do another line. Yeah, man. This is, I, I will say, it's super comfortable stuff, man. man. It's a, I'm actually in the Negro League's uh, shorts. Shorts. Right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, you know, see we talked about how like during this pennant race stretch we're gonna you know uh add in some extra pods record with a little more frequency and be on top of this these pennant races um and so what a perfect time for us to talk after that yankees red sox sweep and leading into the yankees blue jay series i gotta tell you i i don't know that it's been a while since I, i can think of a regular season series that had as much meaning as that one had and seeing the Yankees just throw the sledgehammer the way they did. I mean, that was about as, that's as big a regular season series and result in a series as we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, result. I feel like all the series are this big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I just always, they always feel like that. But this result, to be able to, to, to come out and, you know, win some close games, especially late, you know, some tough games, especially last night's game. You know, after the, the two pop-ups being dropped, them taking the yeah. lead and being able to come back and, and you know, put some runs up on the board against Adovino, a tough clo- – I mean, a tough reliever. It was just – it's just been, you know – but but this is what, what I talk about about this team is that they're so resilient. You back them into a corner, they're going to fight their way out every time. Yeah. These guys were birthed into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about 2017. Even if you go back to 2016 when they all came up, like it was in a situation where we were trying to rebuild and they and it was on their shoulders. So mm-hmm. I never get nervous about them in tough spots or in tough situations in tough series. I just wish we'd have to play these fucking. They're they're good <laughs> enough where we don't have to play these tough series, guys. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They don't yeah. like we don't need to be doing none of this shit, cuz we should have a 9-10 game lead in the division and like be chilling, cuz like yeah. it's great to be able to to see them do this, but we should be able to do this every year, cuz. 
Oh my gosh. It it is it it you dude, you hit it on the head. I mean, just think about how mercurial this team is that at the beginning of the year, they could not beat the Red Sox. Couldn't beat them. Home, road, didn't matter. We talked now, about that. We yeah, talked about that. Right. And we talked, we harkened back to the 09 team and the way yeah. you guys started and, and finished against them. Now this team goes into Fenway, the biggest regular season series of the season in baseball thus far. And, and, and there'll be some others. The they set yeah. the tone by beating Evaldi right away. And, and Nate throws the ball good against us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He, oh, he was he amazing usually, before this start this year against He's usually yeah. pitch, get, pitches yeah. really well against us. And to see them come out and, and, and you know put up some runs against him, I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to they gonna sweep these guys. I knew yeah. if, if they won Friday night that they have a ch- good chance of sweeping these guys. It, it it was a a performance that, to your point, reminds you of what this team is capable of, and it's why you, we talked about it before. See, it, it's why like you know everybody who's wanted to kind of write off the season when things have gone bad. Like I understand the emotional component to that. Like I felt that way watching this team play incredibly poorly for two and a half weeks after that winning streak. But I think the more measured take on it was like, okay, let's see how they respond because every time this year where you've been ready to write them off, to your point, when they've been backed into a corner, they have then gone on a run. Now, maybe there's still six games left and maybe it's they're still going to have played with fire too much and they won't make it. This still has to be determined. And we'll talk about this Blue Jays series in a little bit too. But see, this was another example of this team responding to adversity and, and finding a way. And they always do, but I, and I understand with like you know as a as a Yankee fan and being in the fan base now, I understand and I get it. But knowing that group and knowing that group of guys, I feel like I'm like the Aaron Rodgers of the fan base. Like everybody just fucking relax. Like if this shit ain't happening in September, then then there's nothing to really talk about. These guys will be there at the end. I just know that about them. You know what I'm saying? And it did drive me nuts too, even when I was in that group, to not go out and, and whoop Texas's ass or. Kansas City, like, they should be sweeping everybody like they swept Boston this weekend. You right. know what I'm saying? But they will turn it on when it's time to go. And, you know, like you said, I mean, who knows what happens these last six games. you got to play t- uh, Tampa and Toronto. But, I mean, they're capable of winning these last six too, cuz. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just crazy that we always are sitting in, this, in these positions, though. It's interesting. A couple things uh, – Stand out right away, see. So one of the things we talked about um, with David Cohn last week was Seve coming back mm-hmm. and how it felt like an injection of life back into the team. And it also made the bullpen once again feel like it was the kind of bullpen that could get you to the end of the road, right? Because the bullpen has started to really sputter. You're losing bodies. Lewisica goes down. Britain goes down. Green's struggling. You know, Chappie's still kind of feeling his way. And you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I don't know if they can get to the I, I don't know if they can get to the other side of this. Like, I don't know if they have what it takes to get to the finish line in the pen or if they're gonna run out of gas. You see Severino do what he does, and all of a sudden it's like a whoa, that's a weapon we didn't know we have. Injection of life. That comes along with Michael King, who also is now this, you know, multi-inning threat out of the pen. Green has found it again after his struggles. His last few appearances have been dynamite. And then maybe Loisica comes back. Could Herman be you know, a weapon out of the pen? Clay Holmes, multi-innings. And all of a sudden, you look at it and you say, 
Okay, and that played out, right, at Fenway. Severino's two innings out of the pen the other night were absolutely fantastic. And to me, it's just like mentally, I think Seve coming back helped inject some life in that uh, Texas series and get them ready for for the Boston series. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Seve coming back and being able to morph into whatever you need him to be yeah. It's incredible. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he came out of the bullpen early. He can pitch out of the bullpen. He can start if you get him the length. You know what I'm saying? He can come in and throw multiple innings like he did in Fenway. And same thing with Herman if he gets back healthy. It just gives you that bridge. I mean, I think Monty had more gas last night. They definitely could have left him in and throw more pitches. But if you have Herman, if you have LaWizaga to be able to give you two, three innings, Clay Holmes, to get to the back end, or even if you have to go to Loisaker earlier, then you go to Sevy. Sevy can finish a fucking game too, cuz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, easily. So, yeah. we're, uh, uh, at a time where you don't need to use Chappie. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I was really excited that Sevy was able to get, is able to get back and he can just morph into whatever, whatever role you need him to do. He can do it at, at, at a high level. And getting, getting J Lo back is gonna be huge too, just because those guys can go multiple innings and be able to fucking, bridge a gap that you didn't think you had, you know, a week or two ago. With you saying getting J-Lo back, I really wanted to do a, wait a second, hold on. (laughs) Alex is getting J-Lo back. No, nah, J-Lo, uh, that's, no. that's the wisest nickname. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but, you know, so the other thing that Coney really harped on um, that I think was, uh, you know, play, it played out perfectly. I said, hey, if there's one thing more than anything else, you look at for this series, what would it be? And he mentioned the the bullpen stuff as the number two point, but then his number one was Judge and Stanton. If Judge and Stanton are themselves, like they'll have a big weekend in Fenway. And obviously, see, those guys have had terrific seasons and they came up with massive hits this weekend, absolutely mashed. And Stanton obviously just totally shined. This guy, you know, it, it's. Sometimes it takes, I think, seeing a series like this or, or what he's done or this season, but especially of late, to remember what guys like that can do to a game. Like, he can wreck a game. He could just flat out wreck a game. And there aren't that many players who have that kind of ability to just go take care of a game. And Giancarlo Stan right now is taking care of big games for the Yankees. It's amazing to watch him locked in like this. Man, it's been crazy, too. And, and, and that boy hit off Evaldi was... Not a mistake, cuz. Like, Evo was trying to throw that pitch right there, front door cutter. Like, he was trying to front door cut him. And Stanton's just so fucking big and strong that he literally inside out of the a ball into the bullpen in Boston, cuz. <laughs> like, like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but, like, Judge can't even do that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. he fucking Derek, like, that was a Derek Jeter swing. And the ball ended up in the bullpen. 400 feet. Homer. Yeah. And, and like you standing there like Evaldi, like, fuck, I made my pitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. so you are, you know, he can wreck a game plan, wreck a fucking game, like, and he is right now. And like he said, you know, on Saturday night, when they brought in a lefty to get out Rizzo, you better get him the fuck out. Because if you don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. on fire right now. Yeah. That's just an insult to him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So you better get him the fuck out. Like, it's crazy. And, and for him to capitalize and even, you know, Judge struck out last night. Like, that yeah. was just, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So even to be able to come back and, and capitalize after that is huge, man. Like, you get those breaks like that, and, and these guys, you give them a little crack, and they'll kick in the fucking door. And they've mm. always been like that. So 
you're giving these little these little breaks in here and there, um, and and you know, comes back and Judge hits the double, and then I mean, fucking Stan hits the ball into the night, bro, and that's the game. How about the so I was flying to Seattle for the Storm Mercury game, uh, which was on Sunday. I was flying there Saturday night, and I was following the Yankees game on GameCast, and. When I'm watching that eighth inning develop, and uh, I'm I see the walk to Rizzo, or I see the walk to Judge. I see Rizzo get up, and I'm like, just get Stanton up with bases loaded, because because I'm doing the same thing. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you have to keep the lefty in with the three batter rule. I was like, Stanton is going to demolish the lefty. I I like flat out expected him to hit a grand slam. And, <laughs> and, and and that's sort of crazy, right? To expect that but he's so locked in right now. He's the guy you want up in the big moment. I don't ever want to hear a Yankee fan boo this man again with that ignorance. He has become Oh, they're going to boo him again, bro. Please but, believe it. Yeah, but I don't want to hear it though. I don't want to hear it. They got to <laughs> they got to be done with it. He's 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 become their most clutch hitter this season. And see, that home run, my gosh, that thing was just walloped. Absolutely Man. smashed. It just ridiculous. I don't know if you were, were you watching when it happened or did you get alerts or texts no, uh, I was, when I the was, Grand Slam? Uh, I was flying too Saturday night. I was flying by oh, the yes. Kansas City. So yeah. uh, I was watching on my phone. And um, like you know how it just goes from, it don't tell you it was a Grand Slam, just the base is just clear. So I thought the inning was over. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh my gosh, yeah. And then and then it popped up Grand Slam and you know, but it was just I mean, it, it's just one of those things where like, you know, the lefty was all over the place, couldn't really find the zone, had just hit Rizzo. And in the first pitch, like John Carlos just does stuff like like nobody I mean, I, I wasn't expecting nobody expects you to swing at the first pitch after the guy's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then point. he just he looks he gets the first one straight that he can handle and like didn't miss. It's crazy. That ball, that's an all-time like highlight for. Oh man! Oh my god! And the bat flip and shit. Yeah, like, he, he yeah. flipped the bat to their dugout. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was incredible. I um, it, it it was just that was as as well as ser- as the series possibly could have gone for the Yankees at Fenway. You got good pitching across the board. You mentioned Monty the way he pitched. Cole, Cole finally pitched good. well against the Red Sox. I also thought, see. This is something I wanted to ask you about. I thought it was important for Cole, too, to have that outing after how much he had struggled against the Indians in yeah. what felt like a big rubber game. He gives up seven runs. Like, um, How easy was it for you at times when you knew the team was relying on you and you didn't come through? How, how did you kind of get yourself prepared for that next start and ready to go and, you know, put yourself in a position to have the kind of outing that Cole then did have as a bounce back one. I'm not even trying to be funny because, and maybe this just is like my psyche. I don't even remember times that I didn't come through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I only ever, like I, okay. So if I, so if there was a time when I didn't come through, I was always just thinking about the next time. Okay. Because you, because you pitch for the Yankees. There's always going to be times where the team's going to fucking need you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like every fucking year at the end of the year, there's going to be a big Boston series in the middle of the season, and there's going to be, at the end of the year, there's going to be times when the team needs you. Yeah. So, like, I never, I guess I never even really thought about the times when I didn't succeed because I was just always just the times that, you know what I'm saying, that I'm going to come mm-hmm. through. So it wasn't, I'm, I, you're always going to be in that position, is what I'm saying. 
So he, you know, he had to start against the Indians five days later. He gets it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now you're pitching in Fenway. I mean, fuck with that. What happened at home? You got to yeah. go out and, and, and these guys came and scored runs early, relieved some pressure. And now you can go out there with a you know a couple run lead and not even you haven't thrown a pitch yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's it, true. It, it, I mean, it's a team thing. It kind of helped, you know what I'm saying? Like we gotta help each other. So yeah. And that's why I always say when I came to New York, it, it took a lot of pressure off me. Because yeah. the team was so fucking awesome. Like I didn't I didn't have to like go out there and like, ah, I gotta do it all myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, and earlier in my career, I felt like it felt like that. I like that. Ah, like, yeah, you know, I like, know. oh, yeah, I got to yeah, fucking yeah. shut them out. And like, <laughs> nah, cuz, just go do your yeah. fucking job. These guys will score runs. Like, Oh, my gosh. I know. Oh, I, it, it really, um, it, it was a perfect weekend for the Yankees. And what's interesting, see, is I think we watched the way they performed this weekend. And it's really, the thought you want to go to is like, well, of course this team is now going to the playoffs, right? Of course. No. But it's still a really hard road to Hell get yeah, there. Oh, yeah, it is. And you can't, you can't even f- remember what, I mean, you got to forget what happened in Boston. Like, yeah. you got to show up tomorrow fucking at the Rogers Center ready to whoop their ass because they, to, ready to whoop the Blue Jays' ass because they, they're going to be ready. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, yep. yeah, no, I mean, you can't even sit, sit around and enjoy that. Like, now it's just, on to the next nail-biting series. And after that, you fucking come back home and it's three games against Tampa. And then guess what? If you're lucky enough, you get a day off, then you got a fucking wild-card game. Yeah. So you you playing playoff baseball, cuz, for damn near six weeks now if you go long enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's, it's pretty intense right now, you know, from here until whenever the shit ends. Well, and, and look, the Yankees are going to play this these three games against Toronto. As of now... Uh, we're recording Monday afternoon, podcast being released right away. As of now, the Yankees um, are one game up on Boston, and they are two games up on Toronto. But Toronto and Boston have an easier finish to their schedule than the Yankees do. Now, the Yankees are going to play this three games against Toronto. While they do, Boston's going to be playing Baltimore. And then Boston finishes with Washington. Once Toronto's done with the Yankees, Toronto finishes with Baltimore. The Yankees, meanwhile, have to finish with Tampa. So as good as it feels, there's still meat on the bone that has to be done. It is critical that you win this series against Toronto. You don't have to sweep it, but you have to win it. And there's also parallel things you're after here, right? See, because ideally... You're not you just getting to yeah exactly. You want, Idea, you want the home game, and that's that's gonna be tough with the six games you have left, and knowing Boston is just one game behind you, and with you know really tough, um, you know really really easy opponents, which is tough for the Yankees because it's Boston who's playing those easy opponents. I wanted to ask, you know, I don't know if Bobby Wagner or Sadie know this. See, I, I you know I should know this kind of thing, but I don't know. If Toronto, Boston, and the Yankees all finish with the same record, a, do you know what the tiebreaker the is? The tiebreaker, I think, is Toronto. I think Toronto has the, the better record. They just go by the better record. And they and they award you the top wild card for that? And they award you the top wild card. Because and then I, the I, other two play in a one game. I asked, I asked somebody that um, when I was at the stadium the last time, and they said that Toronto has it over us. So that's interesting. So I have it, no idea why or what or whatever, but... When I asked, I, they said that that Toronto had it over us. So if they, so I have no idea. Uh, okay, got you. This, that's really no. I know Toronto has a head to head over the Yankees. You know, 
I does what's the Yankees record now against Boston? Because there are certain areas where like the tiebreakers come into play, and then there are other times where they don't because you just you play a you play a playoff, right? Like so, if the yeah. Yankees, if no, the Yankees, it's no playoff. It's no playoff other no, no. than to determine the second wild card. I think. Okay. Yes. Okay. Got it. Because right, if the let's say let's say Boston finishes a game ahead of the Yankees and Blue Jays, and the Yankees and Blue Jays are tied for the second wild card, then they'll, they'll have play. Yeah, they'll yes. play a game. But yes. right, what I, what I was curious about is okay, like what have if all three are tied, then okay, what yeah, you're what saying happens? is the team with the best record, record against the other two gets that first wild card, and then the and other two, other two play. play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a viable scenario here. That's why it's funny because see, it's sort of ridiculous to go into a series and say, hey, you need a sweep, and I don't think the Yankees need a sweep, but if they if they want to get like. Home games? No, they need they to win might. these next six games, guys. Yeah, they might. Like, they you might. Know what I'm to, to, to host, they might need to win these next six. Yeah, yeah. To, to host, they actually might need to win the next six. And yeah. and then, like, how do you line up the pitching? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I know my crazy ass in my prime would have went in there. I'm, I would have pitched. I would be pitching tomorrow for sure. Like, yeah. if I pitched on Friday, I'll be pitching tomorrow, and then I'll pitch again on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Or or the last game of the season. You're going on three which, days. Which yeah. Will, yeah, which will be Wednesday. Right? Yeah. What's, what's the last day of the season? No, it's a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday yeah. will be the last day of the season. Yeah. So, but but that being said, like when I did that, then I couldn't pitch game one. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. in a in a wild card. So like, what the fuck do you do? Like you just gotta roll with with what you got, right? I think I think it depends on how this plays out. If the Yan- if the Yankees win two out of three here against Toronto, they will put three games of space between them and the Blue Jays. They'll be in good position to know they're definitely going to so finish at Toronto. Yeah. The, I, the only thing I'll say is Seattle still could creep up there if they, you know, if they don't. Um, What's crazy is that I haven't even been looking out west lately. Yeah, you know I know. What I'm saying like, yeah, but with the Yankees and Blue Jays and Red Sox all playing each other, like they. It, Seattle's like they're not dead, you know. They're they're in play a little. If they win out, I think they basically are going to have to win out, but they could. I think right now they're tied with the Blue Jays. They're two two games back. I'm pretty sure. Um, they never but, even show that right now. Like they just show Toronto, you know, New York, yeah, and, and uh, Boston. By the way, here's the here's the official. Um, just to to you know tie that up. So the three-team tie for two wildcard spots. If the Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox all tied with no other non-division winners in the AL ahead of them, the three teams would receive A, B, and C designations. Oh, okay, so this is different. Club A would host Club B. The winner of that game would be a one would be one wildcard club, while the loser would then play Club C on the road to determine the other. The winners of the two games would face each other in the wild card game. The three designations are decided by head-to-head records. Red Sox went 10-9 and in each of their series against the Blue Jays and Yankees, so they would have the first pick of designation. The Blue Jays are 10-6 and against the Yankees. As of now, they would have the second pick. The Yankees would get whichever designation is left over. The first selection comes down to a choice of playing up to two games or taking your chances as the home team in a single elimination game. That's wild, man. That's a that's a Never crazy sim- that. me Never either, man. That. 
So that's the that's scenario. Some new shit. That's new. I've never heard that. What? That is an insane, insane scenario. Guess what I'm doing? Playing one home game. You are. Fuck yeah. You're, you're choosing that designation. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm playing at home. Yeah. I I think the Yankees right now. Right, the focus just be day by day. Win win this series in Toronto. Um, you know, win win Tuesday night. See, how about playing at Toronto when they have a juiced up crowd? You know, they're they're able to expand to thirty thousand fans. How difficult of a place to play is Toronto in that circumstance? It's loud up there, cuz. It's mm. loud. It's hockey fans. They don't be really knowing what the fuck's going on, but they just be screaming, you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. it's uh it's a tough environment, you know, and, and they're gonna show up and they're gonna be loud and you know, everybody hates the pinstripe. So like they'll they will show up to support their team and and it's it's gonna be a tough environment to play in, especially especially, you know, because you like it's weird when you play in places all the time. Like I told you the story about Baltimore when like I played there for so many for so long and it was always Yankee fans. But then in 2012, I show up for the playoffs and it's like all Baltimore fans and they screaming. <laughs> it's just a different thing because you yeah. go in there and you just it's a place I, I normally felt comfortable. And now mm. I'm walking out and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, where all these people come from? You guys hadn't been here for four years. I hadn't seen any of y'all. So that's what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, tomorrow, the, that whole series, it's going to be crazy. And, and guys that have been to Toronto that haven't played in big series up there are going to be like, where the fuck all these people come from? Who knew that, that it was that many Jays fans? You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's what happens when, when the team gets down to it and, you know, they have the whole country supporting them. I mean, it's, it's going to be loud up there to, to, uh, this, this, this week coming up. Sure. I I love I love that perspective with that Orioles series. That's bro, so that shit was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on a second. I thought they loved me here. Bro, yeah. it was all. It's normally yeah. all Yankee fans in Baltimore. Yeah, and I yeah. showed up game one, 2012, and I'm getting cussed out. It was just <laughs> so uncomfortable. Like nothing I ever felt there before. So it can <gasps> throw you off a little bit. Yeah. It, also, those fans have been so starved. You know. We remember what it was like to experience crowds for the first time here. Uh, you know, I, I mean, basically, it happened around the time of the NBA playoffs. You yeah, know? people and, were going nuts, running on the court, spitting oh on people gosh. and shit, just it losing was, their fucking minds. The first three weeks was crazy, guys. It was, it was crazy. Now, <laughs> now, now, picture Toronto fans as they normally are and add in, you know, I don't know, six additional months of being pent up. Like, I yeah. mean... Th this could be a no, it's gonna wild be loud, atmosphere. It's going to yeah. be loud. It's going to be crazy, bro. For yeah. sure. No, like, no doubt. Like, I, and as Yan as the Yankees, we played in, we played in there in some big series in, you know, 13, 14, 15. And yeah. it's fucking loud, man. And even like, I remember AJ's first start back there in 2009. Bro, it was 50,000 people just chanting AJ all night. Like, it oh got on God. my fucking nerves, cuz. <laughs> like, it, like, it was crazy. Like, so... Uh. They are good fans, and and uh, you know they'll, they'll show up for their team this week. See, when you look at their lineup, I mean, first of all, what's amazing is the Blue Jays right now. They are a plus one seventy two run differential. That is by far and away the fourth best in the American League, and it is by or actually it might be third best now third best in the American League. Only Houston and Tampa have a better run differential. What's crazy is the other, and run differential usually is a pretty good indicator of like how a team is over the course of a season. Yep. What's crazy is the Yankees are only a plus 44. 
The Red Sox are a plus 74. Yep. The Blue Jays are a plus 172. It's nuts. Um, when you look at their lineup, see, what would be kind of like top of mind for you game plan wise? You're the Yankee pitching staff. You're going in trying to face this, you know, just absolutely ridiculously stacked offensive squad. Keeping the hits to a minimum. I know that sounds crazy, um, but like, you know, singles and, and little things like that, keeping the, the traffic off the bases because these guys can do damage. You know what I'm saying? If you make a couple of mistakes and, you know, it's balls in the rafters and the fucking gaps and all over the place. So you want the bases pass to be empty. You know, when mm. you're facing Vlad, you want, you know, if you're going to give up a homer, make it be a solo. You know, you don't want guys, you know, running around the bases with Marcus Simeon up there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. so you need to get the Bobichettes out. You need to get the <laughs> Guriels out. You got to get these guys out around the big boppers. And those guys are good hitters. You know what I'm saying? Um, their lineup is so deep. But you got to try to get the, the, the guys around the boppers out. Um, so that if you do end up giving up a little bit of damage, it's just them on the basis. I wanted to ask you about what happened with Toronto and Tampa because yeah, it happened right around, like kind of right at it. It sort of all came to a head right after uh, we recorded our podcast last week with David Cohn. And for those who don't know, I know a lot of you do know, but for those who don't know, Red Sox, are, I mean, the Blue Jays are playing the Rays. Kevin Kiermaier slides into home. When he does, um, he gets into, you know, a little bit of a collision with the catcher and the catcher's uh, little, like, you know, cheat sheet, which we see on the wristband all the time the catcher's looking at, falls out. Kiermaier goes back, picks it up, takes it with him. Later on, when the Blue Jays realize what's happened, the Blue Jays send their bat boy over to the Rays' dugout asking for the sheet back they refuse to give it back until i think i don't know how many hours later it was they finally gave it back um then uh after that kiermeyer gets plunked i forget if it was the next game or two nice games game. after it was, it was the, the next, next game yeah and kiermeyer gets plunked um and now you have you know some of the blue jays dealing with potential suspensions um see what first of all what did you think of what kiermeyer did when he saw the the sheet on the on the ground and and he took it bitch ass move thought that was yeah. trash like yeah. you, you can't do that man you know what i'm saying like or, or if you do do that give it back you know what i'm saying like yeah thought that was pretty trash yeah and, and so then if you're toronto i mean g given you feel that way First of all, no, and, and you, what was it? What wasn't, wasn't it weird that they sent the the bat boy? Like I feel well, like who else if, you gonna send? I would send you. Well, I, mean, I would you send you, but then that's a fight. Then so yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. trying to start. Well, then you started a fight. You no. know what I'm saying? Because hey. if you send me, then I'm going to get the fucking car. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so, that's why I'm saying no, you. So you send the bat boy is like a friendly thing. So like you know what I'm saying? Like you're trying to keep the peace. But if y'all want to, like if you do want this this smoke, then okay. Yeah. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but if my goal is to get back the, the card, I'm sending you. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think they want that smoke. I think no, they're going to say, yes, here you go, that, Mr. Sabathia. That, yeah, I just felt like that was trash, man. And and in the situation that they're in, last, you know, eight, nine, ten games of the season, I thought maybe you should hold that beef until next year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You hit, you hit Kiermaier 
or whoever you want to hit next year, just because you don't want to get Charlie Montoya suspended. The kid, the lefty that came in, I can't, what's his name? Barecki. Barecki, you don't want him suspended because they, they suspend relievers for three games now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming down to the end. Um, you know, that you may need that kid to get Rizzo out, you know what I'm saying, in this series coming up. So I just felt like, you know, knowing me and how vindictive I am, you know you know me. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to get somebody, but I would have waited till next year. Because because of the playoff implications, just because see? of the playoff implications, yeah, yeah. And, but I love it though. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad as, yeah. as like, you know, it is what it is. You protecting our guys. I love the fire from you know within our clubhouse and all that shit. But I just probably would have waited. Um, and but then you, but then if you wait now, you you in a year long beef with the Rays next year. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean. It is what it is. I just don't want nobody to get suspended that that can help them get into the playoffs. If you're on the mound the day after that, I'm how... hitting somebody, cuz. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It would have been I'm really hard for you to say I'm gonna wait till next year. No, nah, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I say I... that sitting here as an as a fucking media, <laughs> you know, person. <laughs> but well, in the moment, in the moment, I probably wouldn't have went over there to go get the fucking card, to be honest. Well, I <laughs> yeah. It, it it is also the Rays, so I'm sure you would have. I probably would have walked <laughs> yeah. over there for sure. I, I you know, I, I think that what you're saying makes sense, right? Because now now Berecki is um uh he's he's suspended for three games. He's appealing the suspension, but if it ends up, you know, if the I don't know what they're saying right now for when the appeal will be heard, but it could potentially impact games the Blue Jays need to win, right? Charlie Montoya with his suspension, I think it's just one game for him, right? Yes, one game. But same thing, right? Could impact games they need to win down the stretch. So I agree. Your logic makes sense, right? Hey, hold this card. Save that bullet. Use it next year. But then knowing your emotion and being on the mound, (laughs) there's no way you're going to be able to. We would have definitely fought. But but at the end, like right now is when you don't want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want somebody getting their hand stepped on. You don't want... Somebody throwing at either, like, I'm just thinking from my perspective, Judge or Stan. Yeah, or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? From their perspective, uh, Vladdy or Simeon. Like, you know, this is not the time for that shit. And teams that are not in it will, I mean, well, the Rays are in it. But I'm just saying, you get into it with somebody else that's not in it. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They'll start throwing at guys and fighting guys and all that shit. So it's just, it's kind of the time to keep the peace like the last 10, 15 games. Um, I remember. Especially it, trying to get into the playoffs. It worried me when you guys, I think at the end of 09, right? You got into that fight with uh, Toronto, Toronto, was it? Yeah. Posada. That wasn't our... really a fight. That was a fucking beatdown. We oh, was all yeah. just trying to get Posada <laughs> off that dude, guys. Like, oh. we wasn't, nobody else is really fighting except Posada, beating oh. the shit out of that guy. Uh, we were sweet. And I remember thinking, like, to... don't do this now. You guys are a championship <laughs> team. Like, I, I think as much as you are unlikely to pass your beef to a, a year later, Sato is less likely to pass less his li- beef to, to a year later. To a fucking <laughs> moment, to one second later, because he's going to handle yeah. that shit right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. So, see, if you look at this series against the Blue Jays, and and you're you're kind of, you know, you're looking at the Yankees coming off this sweep of the Red Sox, Yankees with a one-game lead on Boston, a two-game lead on Toronto, um, two-game lead on Seattle. What is your like if above everything else what would be like something you're like this has to happen they're going to send tyone on tuesday off uh, the il then cole wednesday and then thursday will be kluber what do you look at and say for the yankees to have a good series up in toronto this has to happen 
they got to hit. They got to score some runs, man. I feel like they need to get off to a good start, um, like they did in in the first game in in, in Boston. Score some runs early in the first inning, you know, or hit some ball, but hit some balls hard, get some traffic moving, and because I think for us to win this series again, it's going it's going to take some runs being scored. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a three two game, one nothing. It's going to be seven to nine. You know what I'm saying? Like it's going to mm-hmm. be some high scoring games um, to 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 win this to win this series if they're going. You know, win two out of three or sweep these guys. So um, I would have just like to see the bats get going early because I feel like you know we know what Cole's going to bring. You know what Kluber can give you, and if Tellingham could give you a little bit off the off the um, off the IL, and you could piece together, put set, give Sevy, give you a couple innings. I feel like if we score enough runs, we can win that game one too. This is going to be a big series. C and I uh, will be hopping on to record uh, after Wednesday's game, uh, so that you have that fresh for Thursday. Uh, morning. Um, so, and we're going to be giving you a couple uh, episodes a week down the stretch here. So make sure you're locked in. You're following R2C2. You're telling everybody you know. See, you know, one thing we do have to say on the non baseball pennant race front uh, New York football is just, it, it is absolutely just appalling. <laughs> it's so, it's almost That's bad, like. Man. You know what it's like? It's almost like the the narrative around how bad they are has become so powerful that all it takes is like a little shred of crappy play and this avalanche of emotion of here we go again comes down and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like I watch the Giants give up a touchdown and I go, yeah, here we are again. They suck, you know, like, <laughs> like it's, it, that's all it takes. And, and like, it's just like, it's just like, I, I feel like the whole organization plays with that energy now for both the Giants and the Jets, where you're just like no, it's flat a, out expecting trash. The, the Jets, I'm not even trying to be funny, and this is going to sound bad. The Jets are like like the Raiders, right? Like where they're, you kind of expect them to be bad. You know what I'm saying? Like a bad yeah. franchise, they draft bad, they do bad shit. But like the Giants, what the fuck is going on with the Giants, guys? Like, Man. this is fucking terrible. Like it, yeah. and it, like, like I'm, I'm not used to the Giants being this bad on a consistent basis. Like this is, this, this is bad for the Giants. I feel like the Jets. This is what we expect, guys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the Jets yeah. have never been good, especially since I've been here. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is what it is. But watching the Giants go through this shit is like, it's insane. And they don't have, it's no hope in sight. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's nothing really to point to. So like no. oh like this is like like that's that's what sucks. They're gonna like, need to draft another quarterback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I told you yeah. that two years ago because you told me and I was, I was crazy. wrong. I, I, I was you, wrong. You, you were I right. I told you that two years ago. Yeah. You told me I was crazy. Yeah. But there's other things that you can look around to the league and you'd be like oh like you know teams are you know on the move and making moves and shit and then you just like that's where I was with the Raiders for like five years. Yeah, we just like what the fuck, man! Like we can't yeah. draft nobody, we can't do nothing right. Like yeah, it yeah. sucks, man. Yeah, it, that's how it feels. I, Brian Axelrod, our good friend, put in the our group, group chat. chat. Yeah, since the start of the 2017 season, the Jets are 18 and 49, and the Giants are 18, 18 and 49. 49, because oh, ever and since it, that boat ride in Miami, <laughs> man. And I and I love Vic Cruz. 
He's one of my all-time favorite people. I you forgot about def- the boat ride, guys. Yeah, you can't be defending the boat ride. We have, we've, had, we've had four and a half years to now recognize, you know what? That probably wasn't a good idea. We, the boat ride uh, fucked everything yeah, up. The yeah, we don't need good. to say, no, it was fine. No, it wasn't fine. <laughs> Nothing's been fine since the boat ride, okay? Like, it's, it's all right. We all make mistakes. That was uh, one of yours. Was it, anybody, anybody in that picture still on the Giants? I don't think so. Oh, was Sterling Shepard? Sterling Shepard might have been. He might have been, been, been on right? him. Yeah, he, I think he might have been a rookie. Yeah, yeah, I think he might have been. But like, <laughs> it, it is kind of crazy how bad that means. I mean, oh, I, I know injuries have played a role, but Odell Beckham Jr. has fallen off the face of the earth. We'll see. He had a good he game back. Sunday. He had a good did game he? Sunday. Yeah, okay, he good, did. nice. You but, know, so uh, his quarterback's not good though, because you don't like Baker. No. At all, really? bro. I don't, man. And that team is really good. They got a good defense, and they got every weapon they need to have to be really good if they had a good quarterback. He'd be late with the ball too much, cuz. So yeah. he has to throw it too hard. So then it like, I don't know. It's like halfway through, the third, halfway through the third quarter the other day, he had 160. Last night, he had 162 yards. Like, what? With all those weapons, cuz? Like, Mayfield? He yeah. finished with 246, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying halfway through the third, yeah. he had he had 175 or 185. It was just like, it's just like it should be a lot more because with the weapons that they have. Yeah. A lot more if you watch them play. And it, it is, um, and we'll see. Maybe Beckham has a nice bounce back. I know he's been besieged he had, by he injuries. He had a good but, game. He had a good game. Yeah, so I didn't realize he had five for 77. Yeah. I, um, but, but you know what I'm saying. He's been, he went from, you know, your number one fantasy receiver to a guy. Yeah, but cuz I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm an Odell fan. Like his quarterbacks have been trash, cuz. He had Eli at the end of his career and he's got Baker Mayfield, cuz. But you can't say it was just his quarterbacks because he was putting up big numbers with those quarterbacks in the beginning. He was you know he was putting up big numbers with Eli at the beginning. Yeah. He hasn't been healthy. You know, he hasn't been he hasn't been healthy, and I and again I blame the boat ride. I think I think the boat ride is the big curse for all these guys. Man. I'll give you the boat ride, uh, right? Since you I don't want to blame Eli. Oh no! <laughs> but if you know what's it is amazing though, the like I thought it was bad when the Giants like continually didn't fix their offensive line, and I was like, mm-hmm. we know they have everything else. Why are they fixing the offensive line? Now it's like that's like one of a million things. You know what that I mean? Like need, that. Yeah. yeah, it was just like. Now everything, it's so beyond just the, okay, they're just going to decide to never fix their offensive line, never invest in it, never, you know, allocate resources towards it. Now it's, because it, like you felt like that was the one thing missing for a few years, like in the aftermath of their championship run. And it was like the common theme, like when is Jerry Reese going to address the offensive line? Why didn't he draft an offensive line? Right. But like when the Giants didn't draft Zach Martin and he goes to Dallas and he's great. But now it's like, I, I don't know. I think they're just like, I think there's just like a toxic, you know, pervasive losingness that and, invades all aspects of the team and franchise right now. And you know what's crazy about football is that like, you can't in, like in baseball trade your best piece to get better. Like mm-hmm. my solution for the Giants would be to trade Saquon and just see if yeah. they can get as yeah. many pieces back as they can. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you're just yeah. going to waste this guy's fucking legs right now when he like, he can't run the ball right now behind the offensive line. He ain't doing shit for you. Yep. Trade him somewhere where you can get some assets back and then start the fuck over. Cause like I agree with you. I couldn't you know agree what I'm more. Like it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just weird. Like I, I, I could not agree more because it, it, it just it's 
It's nothing there. It's doing like, nothing for you. It's, it's doing, doing nothing, nothing for you, you guys. Yes. Nothing. Like, it, it makes no sense. But NFL, the, the NFL don't do that. They, they, they won't do it. Yeah. They should, though. They should. This team is, and who knows, the, you know, we've seen this happen with the NFC East where all of a sudden they, you know, they, uh, they're going to win uh, three or four and the division's yeah, so bad. Everybody, everybody would be fucking but, seven and ten by the end of the year. But what is, what is the Giants record in September and October over the last, like, five seasons? Maybe even beyond that because they had the one outlier 2017 playoffs with, you know, the boat thing, but they were really bad a couple years before that. But they've been getting off to 0 and 4, 0 and 6, 1 and 5, 1 and 7, like every year. So then it's like, I, you know, your trash back end wins to, you know, start to flirt with 500 don't really feel great when you're giving me no reason to invest because Bro, of the way you got out of the gate. So this is what's going to happen. You, you're mad right now. By December, we're going to be doing podcasts. You'll be like, oh, psh. Daniel Jones is not that bad. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Daniel Jones. By December, you'll be talking you me so? into Daniel Jones again. It's the same conversation we had the last two fucking football seasons, I know. guys. You oh. need to draft a fucking quarterback. And there I agree, been plenty but, you, but it's of not good ones just on the him, board. Right? Oh. But because it starts there, though, guys. I know. I That's know. That's where it starts, I guys. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. That it, it's a it's a massive problem. It really is. It, and the Jets, and the Jets are going the good, same way. They're gonna have to draft the quarterback in three years too, guys. <laughs> they they might. The way this thing has started. Man. By the way, the, the Jets with the worst point differential in the NFL through three weeks, a minus man, fifty. My, my man can't it, even drop back, and they have him doing five to seven step dropbacks like on on passes. Like, what are you guys doing? Meanwhile, like, our boy Sam Darnold's three and zero. Oh. Three and zero, cause running balls in and shit. <laughs> so it's not it about up, the man. player, cause it's the systems, cause yeah, it's the systems, cause uh. it is like. And if you even look at the rookies right now and like how much Justin Fields is struggling, he looked. I mean, wasn't even him. The offensive line, they looked woof. really bad, cause that yeah. was awful. I watched that whole game uh, yesterday, but yeah. like you watch Mac Jones. He's throwing the ball 51 times. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. it's just the system that like that you get drafted into or get put into is really what determines what you're going to be, cuz, period. And I he think did. Eli saw that and he was like, fuck that. I ain't going to San Diego. I'm coming to New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was the right move. With it two worked Super Bowls. out for him, cuz. Yeah, it did. So it, yeah. it really matters where you get drafted to as a quarterback. Oh. Well, see, uh, this has been therapeutic for me, you know, just to go through the the New York football scene here, just to get <laughs> get it out, get out my feelings. Um, uh, I'll be there in a month, cause the Rays are three and zero right now, but they get ready to lose some games too. No, no, no. I think you got something there, man. No, nah, we you don't. Got don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a man who knows his four, franchise. They should have won that game by four touchdowns yesterday, bro. They oh. fucked that shit up. Oh my gosh. You guys know the deal. Uh so here's we're going to we're going to be recording two a week for you for a while. So make sure you're locked in uh and and checking your feed because we have a lot of R2C2 coming your way. Make sure you're getting your friends and family to follow us on Spotify. Uh we will have a new episode Thursday morning. We'll record right after Yankees Blue Jays on Wednesday. So uh stay tuned for that and we will see you guys in a couple of days. Lock in for Yankees Blue Jays should be a fun big and electric series in Toronto at Rogers Center. Peace, everybody.